Hello, everybody. Good Sunday morning to you. Welcome to the Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys. Ray and Peter Lance. Hello there, my friends. Good morning, Phil. Hello. It's, it's, it's a pleasure to see your smiling face every time we sit or stand before these microphones. Thank you. And good morning, Peter. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday morning to you. Peter, did you get any sleep last night? Are you getting much rest these days with your new baby? I feel like we just had this discussion, but, uh, you know, sleep is overrated, and it, it's a very small price to pay for my beautiful daughter and for completing the Fire Academy shortly. So I'm hoping in a couple of months Fire Academy will be over and my daughter will be sleeping better through the night, and as I said, it'll all be worth it. Sounds like sleep deprivation, doesn't it, Ray? Yes, you need sleep deprivation. <laughs> you need a lot of pain. You need a lot of suffering when you have children, when you raise children. Um, but there's also a lot of pleasure. So uh, with Peter, I could tell you stories for an entire hour about some of the difficult moments, but I could also tell you a lot of stories about the wonderful moments. And Peter, it's wonderful to have you as a son. This is the nicest thing you're going to hear from me today. That's beautiful. I'm sure it will be, but thank but you. It, but it, it truly is. Yep. I'm, I'm blessed to have a son, and I'm blessed to have a daughter. And it's normal for all of us to do all kinds of things in life. So, And the interesting thing about Peter, too, is that he keeps creating more and more children, so we keep having more and more grandchildren. <laughs> Must be something in the water. Uh, if I had my way, if uh, you know, I didn't have to worry about my wife working, I'd have probably five kids. Uh-huh. I love my kids, and I love children. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Phil, we're going to start out and give you one of my uh, famous Greek quotations and see if we can stump the star this morning. Famous or infamous? And this, Peter? I don't know. This is a famous Greek quote. Famous, all right. A famous uh, Greek individual. There never was a genius without a tincture of madness. Yes. That was Zorba the Greek. Close, but not exactly. <laughs> Think of the opposite end of the alphabet. The Oh, then it was Aristotle. This would be Aristotle. And I was thinking about you especially when I looked at this quotation this morning, Phil, because I'll read it again. There never was a genius without a tincture of madness. Oh, isn't that nice? And The you, madness part is uh, very well, apropos. I, but I think you have a certain amount of genius as well. But, oh, wow. but in order to have... Uh, some genius, you need to have a touch of madness or a tincture of madness because you have to have energy and enthusiasm in your life. Yes. Uh, the, the expression that Zorba used really went to, you cannot be controlled in a box if you really are going to feel the true uh, width of life. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did he say that? Uh, in you know, not so many words, yes. That's what he meant because he was talking to uh, Alan Bates. And, okay. and he said, you know, boss, you have everything in the world except one thing. He said, a little bit of madness. Yes, I think you need to have, if not madness, I think you have to have energy and enthusiasm to do whatever you want to do in life, to be yeah, happy. And exactly. a positive outlook. Yes. Yeah. Now, was enthusiasm a Greek word? Enthusiasm was a, uh, let's say, a Greek-rooted word. If, is that good? Because I don't know if it actually came from the Greek, but its meaning and, uh, you know, uh, its, uh, it's real power you is know, a we, Greek 
We've asked this question several times, Phil, about whether this is a Greek-rooted word. So I have to find some kind of a, a Greek-English dictionary oh, so sure. we can look these things up and find out what the root is. Well, right? we'll all find out when we go to Greece uh, next year, right? Yes. 2014 we're all going to Greece? We are. We are going to Greece. I love that. Well, Phil, I always appreciate your enthusiasm and your little touch of madness. So, <laughs> you know, you. this morning sort of reminds me of that movie uh, Groundhog Day. Remember the movie Groundhog Day where over you start to do something? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> well, you were talking about uh, being sleep deprived, and I was thinking instantly of the movie Insomnia with, I think it was uh, Al Pacino or Robert De Niro, one of those two, where he is an insomniac and every single day just feels like he's dreaming. And, and that's sort of the, the days and the hours just sort of meld into one another when you don't get a lot of sleep. Parenthood, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Well, let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Okay. What we're going to talk about today is some very important financial things and perhaps some of the most important financial things that people can think about. Almost everything you do with your own finances, whether it's buying a car, buying a house, we talked recently about... Uh, selling your house and some ideas for selling a house. Almost everything you do today involves having a fairly reasonable credit score. And you have to have a decent credit record, a credit report. And if you have problems on your credit report or if you don't have a decent enough credit score, it makes it difficult to get financing at all sometimes. Or if you do get financing, you might be paying a higher interest rate and therefore, it's going to cost you more money. Well, not only that, but it's actually become much more important than just uh, being able to purchase things such as a house or a car or other you know, fairly large, uh, expensive uh, items. But there's a lot of jobs. Things have really shifted just in the last five years. That's a good a lot of jobs. You're you not able to get the job unless you have a decent credit score, mm. credit report. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point, Pete. Ten, mm. ten years ago, that wasn't important. It really is in today's world. Not every company will do that, but some companies will want to see your credit report before they make a decision to hire you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, brand new. But I guess it says a lot about how you manage your personal life Yes, and a reflection of probably how you would manage a business career. It's that. It also is a reflection. I mean, sometimes you can't help it if you've had uh, adverse things happen in your life financially. Everybody has issues that happen sometimes in their lives. But the fact is that it does reflect something about a person's personality and a person's discipline sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that is a measure sometimes of how people look at you. So let's talk about getting free credit reports. The first thing you need to know is what's on your credit report. And you need mm -hmm. to get your credit report. I want to mention that if you get your own credit report, it does not negatively impact your credit score. If you make a number of applications for credit and you're turned down, every time you apply for credit, it reduces your credit score. It pings your credit, they call it. But if you look at your own credit report and print your own credit report, it does not. Mm -hmm. You can do that as many times as you want. You can do it once a month if you choose to. So you can go into uh, annualcreditreport.com. If you're interested in this topic, folks, I'm going to ask you to have something to write on because we're going to give you some very specific websites. Websites and addresses and phone numbers, so absolutely make sure you have a pen and paper handy if this is uh, something that you're interested in. So you can go into uh, freecreditreport.com. You can go into annualcreditreport.com. And the annual credit report, for example, is a central site. It does allow you to get your free credit report and you can do that 
um, 12 months a year, excuse me, uh, once every 12 months is more accurate. And you can pick up your credit report from Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. There are three major credit reporting companies in this country right now. And that site will allow you once a year to get your own free credit report from each of these three companies. So annualcreditreport.com or freecreditreport.com. And if you're not computer savvy and you would like the phone number, it's 877-322-8228. There's also a mailing address where you can mail something out to request it, but really you should be able to use a computer or use the phone number I just gave you. Uh, but if not, as, as always, you can give our office a call and we'll be happy to point you in the right direction and give you the information. Sure. Some people might be listening while they're driving. They don't have the opportunity to write this information down. Just get in touch with our office. We'll be happy to provide all this information to you. Mm-hmm. So you want to look at your credit report, but the, the free credit reports will not give you your credit score. And the credit score is the second important thing. We're going to talk about what to do with your credit report and what to do to improve your credit score in just a couple of minutes. But your credit score is just as important as knowing what's on your credit report. And there are, again, a number of ways you can find out your credit score. One is called credit.com. That will give you a range of what your credit scores are and give you a a chart. There's a funny um, website called Quizzle, Q-U-I-Z-Z-L-E.com. That will give you a free credit report from Experian and will also give you a free credit score. It also gives you specific advice on how to budget and how to improve your score. And then lastly, I want to mention Credit Karma, and that's spelled with a funny way, C-R-E-D-I-T and then K-A-R-M-A.com, creditkarma.com. You can create your own account and you can see your credit score right away. You can check on it periodically anytime you want. Some of these particular sites will have a small cost. But again, if you want to monitor your credit score and see how it's improving, it's very worthwhile to do that. You might also just do a quick Google on free credit score because we've done that before and there are some sites that will give you your free credit score. So if you belong to certain credit card companies, like I know, um, for example, um, let's see, I think Chase Card does it and also Capital One does it. You can sign up with their credit cards if you have an online report, and they will provide services to give you your credit report every single month. Hmm. And again, typically there's a charge for that. Mm -hmm. But the most important takeaway message in all this is you need to know what's on your credit report, and you need to know what your credit score is. All right, so let's assume you have your credit report Let's talk about, for a minute, Pete, some of the things you need to do. You need to see if it's accurate, first of all. A lot of times it's not. Yeah, that's uh, that's right. Uh, there's actually a report that came out on CNN Money uh, on February 12th of this year. Uh, it's a new study that says as many as 42 million Americans have errors on their credit reports. And that's wow. important to the FTC. Um, and some of those can be serious enough to lower credit scores and result in you know, worse credit offers uh, and potentially, as I said before, uh, possible uh, reduction in uh, other credit as well as not being able to get a job or not being able to get a security clearance for a promotion or for a job as well. Mm-hmm. 
So let's talk about some very specific tips on how you can improve your credit score and how you can improve your credit report. Number one is payment history. Uh, make sure you pay your bills on time as much as possible. Pay them on time or a, a day or two before if you can. If you do have any missed payments, make sure that you get current and then try to stay current. And a, and a quick tip with regards to that, use something, whether it's uh, an online calendar, whether it's a calendar in your phone, uh, whether it's you know Microsoft Outlook or, or a paper calendar, whatever system you use for reminders of birthdays, doctor's appointments, whatever, to put down each month when your bills are due so that way it's a reminder to pay your bills on time. Yeah, good idea. And obviously, if you are having difficulty um, with your credit in general, get in touch with your creditors and see if you can make arrangements to pay a little differently, but if you have a reduced schedule. So let's, for example, say you have some credit cards that are hard to pay. You can sometimes work out a lower payment method, but at least it'll keep you current. And the most important thing in your credit report is, are you paying your bills on a regular basis on time? Mm Mm-hmm absolutely the most important thing. And if you find errors on your report, if you think you've paid something off and it's still on your report, you need to challenge that with the credit card reporting, or excuse me, the credit reporting bureaus. And you need to do that with all three, with Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. So that's why if you sign on for one of these services, like Credit Karma, and have the addresses for all these three companies, and you find something that's a mistake or an error, don't write to just one of them, write to all three of them. And you have to send the letters out certified mail because there's an important reason for that. Number one, you have to prove that you told them you had an error on your report. These are big companies. They don't always respond back to you on time. If you challenge something and they don't take it off your report within 30 days, you can then require them to take it off your report because they didn't respond quickly enough. Yep, and, and that's a really important thing because sometimes they either dismiss it, uh, it's it's too small of a, a thing for them to investigate, or they get too busy. So absolutely, if you have something, dispute it because uh, they may not even have time to investigate it, and within 30 days you can request to have it taken off of your credit report. You can insist and, and require it be taken off your credit report. That is great. We yeah. also at our office have uh, mm-hmm. sample dispute letters that if you do have anything that you want to send in, and again, it has to be sent certified mail, we have samples that are very easy. You can just you know sort of uh, plug in your personal information and, and the information that you're disputing into the sample letter, so you don't even have to create, uh, you know, recreate the wheel. You can just grab what we have and, uh, and go from there. Peter, we probably should take just a moment and tell people how to get in touch with us if they have questions about any of this. Our primary goal, uh, Phil, at USA Wealth Group is to help protect your family and help protect your money. You bet. That's it in a real nutshell. And the number is 508-998-8858. With that... disputing the uh, the information on your credit report, there's three things that you really need to make sure that are in that letter. But again, we have that sample if you do uh, need a sample. Um, one, you want to clearly identify each item in the report that you dispute, um, and then state the facts and explain why you're disputing that information on the report, and then request uh, a deletion or a correction on the report. And by the way, we're located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth, just past the law school on the right side as you're going north on Fonz Corner Road. We're located on the left side. Let's come back to some very specific tips because this is a topic where there's some very interesting and very concrete, specific things people can do 
to improve your credit score and your credit report. On um, balances that you owe, keep your balances as low as possible on your credit cards or any revolving cards, uh, store cards, Macy's, Sears, whatever it happens to be. If you have a high outstanding <clears throat> debt in general, it will affect your credit score. Um, pay off your debt rather than moving it around. We've seen people in the past that have built up, literally pyramided their credit cards, mm -hmm. and they'll take money as a cash advance from one credit card and use it to pay another. Sure. You're not paying debt down when you do that. You're simply moving it around, and you're just increasing your total indebtedness. Did you know, Phil, that if you make the minimum payment on a credit card, typical uh, charge credit card, Visa, MasterCard, it'll take about 17 to 18 years before you have paid off that card. No, I did not. Even if you didn't charge anything more, you just take your balance and oh just start goodness. sending in the minimum payment. Oh, my goodness. It'll take about 17 years to pay off that card. So how much money did you send in in 18 years? Well, of course, you're going to pay far more in interest. Oh, my So the, the trick is to reduce the cards by paying not just the minimum, but round it up a little bit. If your minimum payment is $37, round it up to $50 or mm -hmm. whatever you can afford. Mm -hmm. And that's important for two reasons. First of all, because it reduces the amount of money that you're paying interest on. So you're actually you know, putting more money back into your pocket. Uh, but also it increases your credit score. So if, say, for example, you have a $2,000 available credit line at your, on your um, Sears card and you pay it down to two or $300, you've got $1,700 of available credit. That actually helps your credit score, whereas if you have a $2,000 available credit and your balance is $2,000 and all you do is make the minimum payments every month, that actually can lower your credit score. Interesting. Here's another important tip. Don't just cancel out a credit card because you've canceled out available credit and that lowers your score. Rather, keep the card open. So let's say you you really have had, you're totally fed up with all the credit card debt that you have and you want to pay it down and get out of debt. Don't just pay off one card and then cancel the card. You've now, yes, reduced your debt, but you've also canceled out a credit source. And so your overall indebtedness to what you have available is still high and it's not going to help your credit score. Yeah, the three companies don't see it as you doing something uh, you know, responsible by cutting up that credit card and canceling it out. They see it as a reduction in your available credit, uh, so therefore the score lowers. So keep your credit line open, uh, even if you do cut up that card and pay off the balance. Um, we use, we've used this little tip once before, and, uh, but I'm going to do it one more time. Let's say you've decided you're going to get by with using one credit card you're going to keep the others open and not pay them off, but you're going to gradually pay them down, uh, but you're not going to cancel the card. Well, what's going to stop you from using those cards again? So here's what you do. You take them and you put them in a little plastic Tupperware container. You pour water in it. You put a cover on it. You put it in the freezer. All right. Now they're frozen <laughs> in a block of ice, and you really have to think hard before you crack open those cards again. Uh -huh. In the meantime, you just pay them down, but you don't cancel the cards. You're going to improve your credit score. <laughs> and one other thing to mention while we're on the topic of uh, the credit that you already have available to you, uh, it's important to never voluntarily reduce the amount of available credit. So say, for example, uh, you want to reduce your, uh, you don't want a $2,000 available credit at Sears. You want a $1,000 credit. Well, just be responsible and don't spend that extra $1,000. Don't say, don't call up Sears and say, I want my credit card to now be $1,000. Or if they 
send you a letter requesting that you reduce it, uh, but not saying that you have to. Don't do it. Uh, you don't want to reduce your available credit. Okay. So that, that tip is very important. Don't ask the creditor to lower your credit limits because it lowers available credit and therefore it lowers your score. Right. And um, think carefully before you apply for a new credit card. If you don't really need it, don't really apply for it. Even applying for a store card. If you go into a store, they're always going to ask you, would you like to open up a new card today? Mm -hmm. We'll give you a special discount. Well, that now shows that you now have another credit card out there that will get reported on your credit report. So if you don't have to do it, don't do it. Um, don't necessarily think I'm going to consolidate my accounts because by consolidating your accounts, that can work against you. Just pay them down. What you can do going forward as you pay down a card, let's say you pay it down, you now have a zero balance. Let's assume you had a $1,000 credit available on that card and you've got a zero balance, but you don't really want to be tempted to using it again. Cut the card up so you're not going to be using it anymore, but don't close the account. Right. So I think that message is fairly clear. If you do have poor credit, however, and you don't have any credit cards, absolutely go and apply for one. Uh, and if you are not approved for one, you may be approved even if you have a low credit score for one that, say, uh, has a $300 balance. Mm -hmm. um, and what you want to do is just maybe purchase some small things on there, make sure that you pay off the balance or at least make the balance uh, fairly low every month. Uh, and that will really improve your credit over uh, time. Uh, if you are not approved for a credit card period, there are credit cards out there that you can actually pay, uh, say, $100 uh, to receive a credit card with a two or $300 balance um, and you know, utilize that card in the same fashion. But that really can improve your credit. That's, that's, a, that's a way that you can start to rebuild credit. I'll give you one quick story before we go to break. And we had a client that had to file bankruptcy. Right. And she sat down with me and she was thinking about purchasing a house. And the bankruptcy was several years ago, but she was afraid to go out and restore credit. And what I said to her is, you're not going to be able to show that you have any credit right now because you don't have any credit cards or availability. And I advised her to literally get on to Sears, go in person, open up an account, tell them you only want the minimum amount of credit, $300, $500, something like that. They approved her. She got her card. I said, and then when you get your card, go make a purchase for something that you need for maybe $50. And then when the bill comes, pay it off. You're now establishing a track record. Number one, you have credit. Number two, you have credit history of making payments. Mm -hmm. So she did that. And then gradually you can restore credit. But our focus right now and today is going to be to talk about how can you uh, improve your credit score rather than establishing new credit. And uh, Peter, if somebody wants to reach you and ask for more specific information, how do they get in touch with you? I'll give that number one, one second, but uh, adding on to what you're saying, it's never too late, as we always say, to start something. So start improving your credit today. Uh, but if you do have any questions about uh, what we can do to help you out with this or any other uh, financial-related uh, issue, I'd be happy to talk to you. And the number is 508-998-8858. We're going to be right back in a moment, ladies and gentlemen, on the Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys, Ray and Peter Lance. Welcome back 
It's the Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys, Ray and Peter Lance, brought to you by USA Wealth Group. What a great first half. You know, this is a topic, Phil, talking about improving your credit score and improving your credit report. We also want to leave enough time to talk a little bit about identity theft, which oh, is very yeah. important. Sure. It may not affect everybody listening, but sooner or later, you're going to know somebody who's had their credit ruined because of ID theft. And um, let's talk about that topic just a little bit first, Pete, so we don't lose the opportunity to discuss that subject. And then uh, depending upon how much time we have left, we'll come back and talk more about uh, improving your credit. Absolutely. I do have one other tip before we get into that, if you don't mind. Okay. Sorry to add this, but I think that this is a really important tip. Once you've got your credit score and your credit reports and you've made sure that there's no errors on there or made the um, appropriate steps to begin clearing uh, those errors, um, the next step is to add any missing accounts because that can really increase your score. Um, for example, and this is from an article that I read recently, um, there's ways to build your credit score, and that's by having companies that you pay monthly bills to mm -hmm. actually report to the crediting, crediting agencies because a lot of them don't um, in many cases. Uh, this is just a small example of this uh, blogger's um, service providers that he actually wrote to or called and said, can you please report the fact that I've had this cell phone for 10 years that I've been paying faithfully every month? Uh, so another, these are the four that he, he uh, contacted and actually did get the uh, report. Uh, wireless provider, uh, so your cell phone, your cable and internet provider, your utility company, and uh, your home telephone company. So anything like that that's not on your credit report, mm -hmm. make sure that you contact those companies if you've been a faithful payer uh, and paid on time. Uh, you want to make sure that those are actually reported. And before we go to identity theft, if somebody listening is behind on, let's say, a loan, has been for a while, so there's a track record of being you know, delinquent. Sure. What can be done? What's the best advice you can give? Number one, sit down with us. Sit down with a professional because we can evaluate it and make specific recommendations. Every case is different. If you're behind on the loan, if it's a bank, for example, don't avoid the bank. Sit down with the bank and say, I'm having a problem. I've been unemployed for a while. I would like to get this straightened out and fix it. I don't want to file bankruptcy or do anything of that nature. Um, how can I resolve this? Can I rewrite the loan? Can I have a, a different payment schedule for a while? Um, I want to get back on track, and I want to get this taken care of. Mm -hmm. So don't avoid the problem is the first thing. Get some professional advice, and we can sit down and show you some very unique or specific things that you can do to help that situation. But don't avoid it. Excellent. Let's transfer for a minute and talk about identity theft. And, again, we can just fill the air for the next hour and a half and talk about ID theft. It's with us today. We have no more privacy in this country. This is not a political statement. Um, there was a show recently on 60 Minutes on a Sunday night talking about they now have really very improved technology where they can take a picture of you and do facial recognition. Think about how many different records people have out there today. And if you're younger and you're on Facebook, think about all the photographs you have on Facebook. Your image is in so many places and now cameras. It's mostly private companies, by the way, that are doing this, but the government is behind on it. 
will be able to do facial recognition, mostly focusing on your eyes and your eyebrows, believe it or not. So you could have a mask on, and they can still ID who somebody is. Wow. You, you're going to be walking into a mall. This technology is being used now. You're going to walk into a mall. When you reach the first entrance door, there's cameras on you. They will be able to identify who you are. They'll know what prior purchases you've made. They'll know what your credit card balances are. They'll know what your likes and your dislikes are, what stores you typically go to. And by the time you reach the intersection, which is only maybe, what, 200 feet away, there'll be a screen flashing, and it might even say, Welcome, Phil, to the mall. Look for the special at Sears on gardening tools today because they know that you like to garden, and you'll get a special coupon if you walk down there. Wow. They've already talked about doing this. This is in the works. This is the future. It's Big Brother. Mm-hmm. We have no privacy in this country. And everybody needs to be concerned of how do you protect your personal data? It's everything we do. Do you have a cell phone, Phil? I do. And do you ever trade in your cell phone? Yes. And, Peter, you're about to trade in the cell phone, right? I just did. You just did. Okay, what happens when you go and trade in your cell phone? Do you delete the data from your cell phone? No. Do you remove the SIM card, which has the all the personal information on the back? I didn't even know there was. Do you have a your SIM bank card. codes in your cell phone? Your I some of your passwords. Sure. Uh, if you have a credit card, you might have your credit card codes. You need to make sure you're dealing with a reputable company wow. that they're going to defrag your your cell phone and take all the personal data out. They just Delete. transfer my numbers. Okay. That's the only thing I'm concerned about, and you, I had no idea. So, really. what do they do with your old phone? Well, that's a great question. So you need to make sure they're (laughs) going to remove any chip that stores data and give it back to you or run magnets over it and delete it. And then do a hard reset on the phone as well. And I thought I was being environmentally friendly by just giving it to them. Wow. Or or you think sometimes I'm going to donate my phone to, you know, a charitable organization that collects old phones. Well, guess what? All your data is in that phone. Oh, my goodness. So don't do it. Make sure that your data is deleted that your phone is reset back to standard factory settings. Or just keep the phone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right? Or demolish it. Or demolish it. Yeah, unfortunately, um, I'm pretty self-aware when it comes to uh, the information that I have on some of my devices, but... Uh, And I I do delete them and restore them to their factory settings, but I still am wary that there might be something left behind. So I still have, you know, probably three old phones in my drawer that I'd love to give to charity, but I'm just too concerned about having, you know, that information uh, used in the the first time I'm hearing this. So, Peter, let me ask this question. You had a a break into your house in the past year. What happens if somebody goes in, they see these old phones and they want to grab your old phones because they think they have value? They've got all your personal data. Well, I, I did delete them as far as I can tell. Okay. Uh, but again, I'm still concerned that, uh, as, as you know, tech savvy as I am, that I might have missed something or that it didn't fully delete everything. Yeah. Um, my phones I keep at the office, which is you know safer than my home. But um, yeah, I mean, somebody can still grab that, and and somebody really tech savvy. I mean, I've been told all along that no matter what you do to try to uh, delete or uh, restore a hard drive on a computer or on a phone or a laptop, anything, that uh, real tech savvy people can still get into that information through a back channel, back door somehow. So for our our listeners uh, who really are concerned, who does the demagnetizing or erasing of your telephone? Well, I'll, I'll just use Verizon as an example because I have a Verizon phone and a Verizon cell phone service. 
they have a tech shop right there, right. and you can make sure they're going to reset the phone. If you're going to trade in your old phone, yeah. you want the data transferred first. Then you want the, phone, the old phone reset back to factory standards, and you want to ask them to take out the SIM card. And that has all your data on it. They don't even need to keep that. This is first-time information. It Smash it with a hammer. Get rid yep. of it. Well, when we replace a computer at the office, you know, a regular desktop computer, um, we take the entire computer apart after we, you know, delete everything and, and reset everything to the factory settings and all that. And we take the computer apart and take out the hard drive and then smash the hard drive wow. just to be extra, you know, cautious. Yeah, the other thing we do is we have a, uh, a security technician who comes in and helps us with our computer uh, uh, problems. Uh, and a company that comes Jonathan and, Feinstein you know, from Dartmouth does that for us and does a great job. And the shredding company, you know, that they can actually shred large items such as that just to be extra careful. And sometimes he'll, you know, if you want to donate an old computer to somebody, don't do it unless you take it to a company like Jonathan Feinstein who will run a special program that will delete all of your personal data on it. Otherwise, all your personal data is on the computer and no you're kidding. giving it away. Wow. Let me, let me mention something that ties in with your credit reports. We, we spent the first part of this hour talking about credit reports. Here's why your credit report is important for identity theft. Do you look at your credit report? I mean, do you look at your credit card statements when they come in and read them and look at the charges on them? No. No, most people don't. You don't have the time. You're too busy. You put it in the drawer and you say, when I get around to paying yeah. my bills, I'm going to pay it. I look at the your bottom line. Look at your credit card statements when they come in right away or look at it on the computer if you do it on the computer. If you see some charges on there that are not not supposed to be there, maybe mm -hmm. somebody has captured your data. Mm -hmm. Get your credit report. If you have your credit report, you can look and see. And if something looks wrong, maybe somebody has captured your data and they've been charging improperly to your account. Another reason to have a credit report. And that could be the least of your worries, just that little bit of money that they're charging to your account. I mean, identity theft can take years sometimes to restore, and, and you can actually be in big trouble if you don't fully uh, you know, restore and, and verify who you are and that this was fraudulent uh, activity that somebody used your name, your social security number. If your cards are stolen, if your credit cards are stolen, there is a law in Massachusetts that your liability is limited to $50, but you still need to report them. So here's a, here's a good question, Phil. Somebody steals your wallet, or you take it out and you leave it someplace, and that has happened recently. It's been on the news, not in the last, just the last couple of weeks. Somebody gets a hold of your, your wallet, and they take your credit cards out, and you say, oh my gosh, I have to go report to the credit card companies. Do you know how to do that? Not really. Do you have copies of your credit cards so you know what the numbers are? No, I don't. All right, so here's a real hmm. quick tip. Get near a photocopy machine, go to your library if you need to, take all your credit cards out and make a photocopy, keep it in a safe place. If you ever lose your wallet, you've got a copy of all of your credit cards. It's going to make it much faster to figure out how to cancel cards and notify the credit card companies. Right, right. Uh, and, you know, I was always told to just look at the uh, statement for your credit card number, but what you're saying makes makes a whole lot more sense. Now, if you figure out that your identity has been stolen, it's a nightmare because somebody is perhaps uh -huh. using your social security number. We'll talk about that in a moment. Mm -hmm. But you can create something called an identity theft report. Uh, you do that with the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission. And there's an online way to do that. It's uh, basically www. It's ftc.gov slash ID theft. I'll repeat that, but again, if you want the information, we'll call the office, we'll give it to you. 
ftc.gov slash ID theft because you want to start working on the problem right away. And there's another website. It's it's virtually the same website. It is a .gov website. It's just idtheft.gov. Um, and again, we, we know right now we're talking a lot about phones and computers and tech, you know, a lot of uh, technical and technology-related things, but you can get identity theft uh, the old-fashioned way, too, by your mail and leaving uh, papers uh, around your uh, your house if a contractor comes to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or, for example, if you don't shred in information with your date of birth, social security number, et cetera, uh, and it goes out in the trash. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have so a shredder at home, Phil? I, we do. Good. A shredder is very important. You can get shredders for as little as about $39 that will sit on top of a wastebasket. And don't put things in the trash that have any personal information on it. Certainly not your social security number, but none of your credit card. Your old credit card statements should not go in your trash. Mm-hmm. They should go through a shredder first. Mm-hmm. Real important. Or have a bonfire in your backyard if you can do that. <laughs> well, who should you call first? Police department. Really? If you th- suspect identity theft, if you think somebody has been using your cards... You want to do two things. One, you want to notify your local police department, and you're going to complete a police report. But this FTC identity theft report is very important because now you're registering the fact that your ID has been compromised with the Federal Trade Commission, ftc.gov slash ID theft. You file a complaint with the FTC, get a copy of the affidavit that they're going to send you that shows the details of the complaint, and then also bring that to the police department. Those are the two best single things you can do. And then, of course, you're going to go through a lot of work to start notifying the credit card companies. Yeah, it's even, a nightmare if it happens. Even if it's uh, very small or if you are not sure, call the police department uh, or call us uh, after if it's something really small and you're not sure about it. Because ignoring it, uh, if it, there is a potential problem there, will only make it snowball and make it bigger. Right. Uh, you know, going back 20 years ago, I had a friend, this is before the internet, uh, or at least before it was really being used uh, a lot, and he had a checkbook stolen. And somebody was writing checks with his checkbook, and he got into a lot of trouble, uh, even though it wasn't him. And uh, so identity theft has been going on for a long time. It's just a lot easier for the thieves to get your information now. By the way, banks have a, a rule called know your customer rule. It's a government rule. They're supposed to know the signature and the identity when they write checks. Right. But sometimes they slip through and that doesn't happen. How do you know if you've had your identity stolen? Well, look for any mistakes on your bank statements, your credit card statements, or your credit report. Um, Look for mistakes on any medical benefits on your health plan. Maybe somebody's been tinkering with that. Think about your personal medical records as well. I mean, everybody's got something in their personal medical record that's private. You Mm -hmm. don't want the public to know about those kinds of things. So guard your medical records. Take a look at your medical records. You can go online now if you belong to Hawthorne Medical, uh, for example. You can have an online report. You can look at your own medical report. And if something doesn't look right, challenge it. If you start getting bill collection notices from people saying you owe them money and you don't think that you do, maybe somebody has compromised your identity. Any calls from debt collectors and you know that it's not you, a notice from the IRS that somebody has used your social security number. Um, be careful about your children. So 
There's mm-hmm. just a number of ways that you can do that. Oh. Protect your children as well as yourself. That's actually become really popular in the last couple of years. Uh, not popular, maybe that's a poor choice of words, but uh, very um, uh, much more frequent is people thieves stealing your children's identity and that can be even more difficult to try to repair and figure out uh, so be really protective of uh, any of your children's information as well what um, what should we do if we're a member of a large store and that store's credit was hacked into you hear about these stories all that the time happens. that happens unfortunately every once in a while you hear about that yeah. happening so is that identity theft, or what should yes. we do? It could be. For, go ahead, Pete. Um, yeah, it is identity theft. It's certainly a form of identity theft. Um, you know, unfortunately, the the large stores should make um, you know amends and should be able to figure out how to uh, not have this proceed any further and 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 correct anything. But unfortunately, sometimes it's 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 gone too far, and you're already out there, and you're already in trouble. Um, Let me give you an example. Let's say that somebody has hacked into, um, it's not Target, it's another company recently that that happened to. TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx had somebody hack into their computers and steal, you know, millions of records and so forth. But that means they have your social security number. They have access to maybe job sources that you listed on a credit application. So first thing you want to do is start changing all the passcodes on credit cards and ID things that you use. Change your IDs. Yeah, and, and with that, that's another tip that we wanted to mention. You know, have different passwords for all of your different accounts and make sure that they are not very easy to – I mean, it's, it's a difficult thing because you want them to be easy to remember so you're not fumbling around. Uh, but at the same time, you want them to be difficult so people can't guess them uh, or figure them out. There's, there's a website and then an app. If anybody is tech savvy and listening, um, one is called identityguard.com, and these this website and this app both cost money, but it's not a lot of money. And you know the old saying, it, it costs money to um, to make money. Well, it costs money to save money too, and a lot of heartache and a lot of uh, years of of, uh, of trying to repair your identity. Um, so Identity Guard, I, I'm not sure exactly what they charge, uh, but I've heard about them, and I need to look into it myself. I I think it's only like a hundred dollars a year, mm-hmm. and they guarantee that your identity will be 100% on lockdown that you know nobody will be able to steal it and uh, if for some reason something does happen it's like a million dollars in liability that they will cover and repair your identity Uh, and the other one that goes along with what I just mentioned with the passwords there's an app for your uh, computer or your uh, smartphones called LastPass, LastPass, and uh, that uh, cost, it's very minimal, and that will store very securely, very privately, all of your passwords, so you can go in this one place to look and find all of them and not have to fumble around, but have them protected at the same time. So protect your children. Children will typically have their own social security number. Often when they're babies and infants, you'll Mm -hmm. have a social security number for them. Be very careful. Folks should never carry a social security card on their person. If you have to show it at some point, then you can bring it with you. Uh, in the old days, everybody always carried their social security card in your wallet. You yeah. can't do that anymore. It's mm-hmm. not safe to do that. Uh, that's the key to getting all kinds of information. Mm-hmm. And uh, be careful with children in particular. Uh, young children, everybody's on Facebook today. Be very careful about what kind of personal information goes on Facebook. It's another way to capture somebody's identity. Um, 
unless a child is a teenager and wants to have photos online, don't let them put their photos online. Yeah, Facebook definitely uh, really is a lure for many people who want to steal identity, and we have to be very, very careful of that information. Absolutely. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's it's a real issue. It's a real concern, and it's only going to get worse because more and more people join Facebook every year. It's not mm-hmm. shrinking. It's getting bigger and bigger. Right. Uh, you have to be careful even with uh, the photos that you put out there. If it's a photo of a vehicle or anything else, you want to make sure that you either crop it so there's no names or uh, license plate numbers or anything else. Right. Um, but you, you just have to be really, really vigilant in today's world, unfortunately. Yeah. And by the way, your child does not need to know their own social security number either. Ah, all right. Now, Pete, how long do you think it takes for identity theft to, you know, from A to Z to be completely resolved? That it's, it's every single case is totally unique, Phil. Uh, it's you know it's something that we talk about all the time. Every case that we see that comes through our office is totally unique. Not n- nobody is the same, and nobody's identity theft uh, problem is the same. It could be something very simple where they just went and charged your credit card for two hundred dollars online, and that's it. Or it could be something where they steal your entire identity and they go and they purchase a car, or they I mean they they can do so much nowadays. It's ridiculous, mm-hmm. um, and that can take literally years and a lot of expense and a lot of mental anguish to try to repair that. A lot of this really boils down to just plain old common sense. Use a shredder, be very careful and be very judicious how you give out information. Mm -hmm. Make sure you have passcodes and be very cautious about your social security number in particular. Yeah, I mean, think about this. I, I, I need to be more vigilant like this, but my father has always said every time he goes to a, a new doctor or a new something where they ask for his social security number, he doesn't put it down. And most of the times they don't even ask him to. Um, but if they do and they say, oh, you missed putting your social security number, and he says, well, why do you need that? Mm-hmm. And it's true. I mean, every single place that you go to now, yeah, they want your social security number. Good. The other thing you can do if somebody needs your social security number is you can put down XXXXXX and just give them the last four digits of your social security number. And most of the time that will satisfy them. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, the message I'd like to leave with everyone this morning is there's important things you can do to improve your credit score, improve your credit report. It's going to save you thousands of dollars when you apply for credit. It's going to allow you to get credit in the first place, whether it's for a car, a house, or anything else that you want to do. It'll help you in a job application if they look at your credit report. Be very vigilant about protecting your identity. We have no more privacy any longer, but there's still things you can do to protect your ID. And Peter and I are most happy to provide information and tell you how to do these things if you care to call our office. And don't forget that if you want a copy of that sample letter to dispute anything on your credit report, uh, we have that. We'll be happy to send that to you. And we still have some seeds available from our show a couple of weeks ago. If anybody calls our office, we'll be happy to mail you some seeds, um, flowers, vegetables, whatever your choice is. We'll be happy to mail those out to you. So uh, give us a call, 508-998-8858. Are you getting more uh, flowers or tomato plant uh, requests? More vegetables. Vegetables. Mm-hmm. So how are the cucumbers growing? I'm not growing any. I'm not. I'm not a, uh, a big gardener. I love my <laughs> landscaping, but I'm not into the gardening. Maybe maybe one day when I have more time. We won't tell any vegetable jokes on the air, will we, Phil? <laughs> oh no, we won't. <laughs> we, need, we need to keep talking occasionally on Sunday mornings. <laughs> this has been. 
an extremely valuable program, as it is every Sunday. But, Ray and Pete, the information you disseminated today is absolutely so important for us to consider. Well, our, our goal, as always, is to show folks how to protect your family and protect your money. And we're happy to help any way we can. Just give us a call. What a tremendous public service you give us each and every Sunday at this time. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Money Wise Radio Show, and we'll see you next week.